0: When you start growing and being successful, you are going to get haters along the way and it's actually a sign of success. Welcome to the Not So Kind Regards podcast where we're done with the digital fluff and pleasantries and are here to talk straight about business building, digital marketing and personal growth. As always, I'm your host Maddie Birdcage and today we are diving into a topic that is completely misunderstood. But if you want to use social media or digital marketing for your brand's success, you need to understand it. And that is the role of haters. We're going to explore why having haters might actually be a good thing, how to differentiate between genuine hate and constructive criticism, there is a difference, and how to reverse engineer content so you can be using haters to your advantage. This episode is brought to you by Birdcage Marketing a leading global strategic content marketing agency with heart. We work with big and small business to blend strategic content marketing with hands-on execution and consulting. Modernize your marketing approach, allowing you to have the right conversations with your customers at the right time. For the first time in months, we're taking new client applications. So to explore a potential partnership with us, book a call at birdcagemarketing.com.au. Now back to the episode. As you gain more visibility, whether it's in your business, on your social media, or in any public sphere, you are bound to attract a mix of both admirers and detractors, or lovers and haters. The paradox here is that if you are not getting negative comments on your content, it means that you're not doing anything remarkable, and you are being vanilla ice cream, tasty cheese, middle of the road. And that is not the way for you to grow your brand, your personal brand, your business when it comes to digital marketing and social media, especially. The reason why is because it is so competitive online that if you are just regurgitating what everyone else is saying, not saying anything different, and not attracting a visceral response from people, whether they love you or hate you, you're not going to get very far. So not only do I have the hat that says haters make you famous, but I should probably get a t-shirt that says you know you've made it if you've got haters. I think the word hater is probably not the right word to use and I want to actually reframe the word hater for the purposes of looking at your social media growth. But first I want to look at a little bit of the psychology behind why you get haters in the first place. Now I believe that there are two types of haters that you can get as a personal brand or as a business who's growing through social media and let's just be clear it's not just about growing through social media you will get haters in every facet of your life if you are doing something notable whether that's from family or friends unfortunately whether that's from people you went to high school with whatever it's just that on social media you are exposed to it a lot more because people seem not to hold back quite as much as they do in real life. So the first type of hater that I want to explore is the true hater. It is the person that just cannot be happy for you and your success. And really the reason why they get so upset with what you are doing is because at somewhere along the line, they have identified that you are like them or they are like you, that you have maybe come from the same place, that you share a similar experience. And yet you are the one, that has gone and done something with yourself, that has risen above the challenges that you may have been both facing and you are the one who is going and chasing your goals. And so this type of hater usually is someone who is purely jealous or holds a lot of envy and holds a lot of remorse because the good things that you are doing is reflecting negatively On them and the fact that they are not doing them. This is something that was really highlighted to me when working with a coaching client this week where we noticed that her content has gotten a little bit stagnant in the way of engagement and what used to work for her before isn't working anymore. Now I believe there's a few different reasons why this is happening. One of course is the energetics behind it and the fact that I believe the universe is simply making her level up her content but it's also because I feel that she is still playing it too safe when it comes to her content. Her brand very much is one that encourages inclusivity. And yet when she posts on Instagram, she gets a lot more hate comments than she does on TikTok. And yet she is growing on Instagram. And so what I've encouraged her to do is to grow an even thicker skin than she already has and to start actively trying to get a reaction out of the haters on her TikTok account as well. What we identified was that the type of people that tend to comment on her content are people who usually wish that they could wear the types of clothes that she's selling herself. She makes very bright, very loud, not conventional type fashion. And for a lot of people that are commenting, they, they literally commenting death threats to her and saying some really heinous stuff. And that is a true hater. And I feel like if some, and what we collectively agreed on was that if someone is getting so upset by a woman simply wearing the clothes that she wants to wear, it's obviously because there is some part of them that wishes that they could be as confident as her or whether it's even as closely as they wish they could wear those kind of clothes but maybe their partner or their parents are restricting them and saying you can't do that or whether it's simply because she is making a shitload of money living her best life and for the haters they can't handle that because they are miserable in their jobs or not happy in their current circumstance and they feel that if they just write her off as being a silly little dumb biatch, that it means that it's not worthwhile pursuing. So they are the types of haters that I would most frequently recommend that you block if you can't handle that type of attention. I and many of my clients have grown to be completely fine with that stuff because we are so self-assured with what we are doing. We know that our audiences love our content. For those haters to be commenting that stuff, our own followers tend to take care of them. And that is exactly what you want. You want someone to say something mean in the comments and then for your loyal horde of fans to then be reacting to that person and shutting them down. You don't want hate speech obviously on your content but you do want there to be a conversation and that is the quickest way to get a conversation happening really differing points of view with people arguing with each other there is a reason why the news always reports on sad negative things it's because it captures our attention a lot more before discovering the strategic content marketing framework we now use for ourselves and all our clients our results were unpredictable, hard to replicate, and put simply, just not as good. If you're a startup or small business, feel lost with your digital marketing, but aren't ready to work with an agency, Birdcage Marketing School will teach you the exact formula we used to take us from $85,000 in debt last year to $60,000 in profit a month. Self-paced, on-demand, and featuring an online community with live sessions and so much more. Birdcage Marketing School will pay for itself within weeks if not days. Join us now to fall in love with strategic content marketing and start building the business of your dreams. Visit birdcagemarketingschool.com to find out more. Now back to the episode. Now there are some other types of haters and I would probably say that they aren't actual haters. They are simply people with a differing perspective than you that are starting a conversation in your comments. And if you are new to posting content or new to getting attention, you will probably Write them off as haters as well because you simply are not used to people disagreeing with your point of view so openly on social media. So, this leads me to my next point the difference between conversation comments and actual hate comments. Not all negative comments are hate comments, and some are simply conversation comments. They are people who have a different point of view, and they can actually be really valuable, not just for you as a human to grow and see a different point of view or a new perspective, but for your audiences and for a good conversation to actually come about from the content that you're posting. As I said, when you first start posting on social media, you might see these conversation comments as you may not be able to handle them. I couldn't. I If I had someone disagree with what I said, I would instantly say to my husband, oh, I've got a hater. My team would eventually have to take my phone off me because I was just getting so worked up by the hater comments that were coming through. These weren't haters. These were simply people that thought differently to me about something that they are knowledgeable about as well. They are simply people that wanted to challenge what I'm putting out there. Yes, some of them were nastier than others, but for a lot of the conversation comments, I used to really bite back at these until a creator who is further ahead than me He said to me one day, you can't get so worked up by every conversation comment that comes through because your followers are watching you. And if you're trying to be sassy or smart or whatever, trying to bring this other person down, your followers are watching that and it's not very gracious. It's not a good look. It is not you being your best self. And so I learned that when someone does have a differing point of view to me, even if they write it in not such a nice way, I just ask them questions. I ask them to explain. I ask more about what they're talking about. Because not only is it interesting to see another perspective, and that is the spice of life, but it's also engagement on my videos. And so why do we care about all of this engagement? Well, the more engagement, the better your video is going to perform. If you start getting comments on your video from the second that you post it, that video is going to perform well. It's going to go viral. Now, we don't have a subjective understanding of what viral is. For some accounts, viral is 100,000 views. For other accounts, it's a few million views. Either way, it's a video performing well, and it happens because there are comments and saves and people sharing things with each other. That's why videos perform well. So let's look at how you can handle hate comments versus conversation comments constructively and in a way that protects your mental health and in a way that still encourages you to want to show up and keep putting out content because sometimes it can be disheartening but also, I want you to remember that if you are getting negative comments, it means that you are saying something or doing something worthwhile. Let's also just be clear. If you are listening to this and you're racist, sexist, ageist, whatever then I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> I am talking to the people like myself that genuinely have a strong viewpoint about something that they're knowledgeable in or something that they care about and are not afraid to put it out there and share it and they're not hurting anyone else. If you are purposely putting out content that is hateful in and of itself, then you can just fuck off because we don't want that kind of content on social media in general. But let's look at how to handle hate comments or con- or conversation comments constructively. In the beginning when I would get a hate comment, someone making fun of my eyebrows or I don't know something else, someone once got real personal and I later found out who it was. But they left the most random comment saying something like, I know who you are and I know you only hire women and blah, 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 blah. Now that's not true I don't only hire women I hire the best person for the job but being that we have a focus on female focused brands lifestyle brands and that we have a very intuitive feminine way of doing marketing then usually that is a female for the job and not just that but most people that apply to work for me are also females. Most people. I'd say 95% of applications I get are female. And so therefore, anyway, I don't need to explain that. But this person left this comment and it rattled me because I'm just like, who is this? How do they know me? Anyone that I know loves me? (laughs) Obviously not. I later found out it was someone who was refusing to pay their bill with me from a very long time ago. And I ended up taking them to fair trade and he had to pay me because he, it was rightfully owed to me, but he was, he, he was just dirty about it. That was the kind of comment that really rattled me because I feel like they were attacking me as a person. And if you get those types of comments, you can easily just block that person. Seriously, block them. I choose not to block a lot these days because I really believe in transparency in my comment section. And I feel like if they're not hurting anyone else, except maybe me, then that's totally cool. Let's let it run. And let's let the engagement begin. But if you are not handling the comments that are coming through, feel free to block them, at least in the very beginning. As I said, if you are getting conversation comments, I encourage you to respond to them, ask questions, even if it's just something like, how so? Or I'd love if you could explain more or something like that. Now, if the person commenting is not being genuine and is just trying to be a hater, they probably won't respond to you and they might even delete their comment. But if they actually do have a different point of view, then they will respond to you. And it goes further than that. When I posted my video about the fact that we were no longer going to offer Google search marketing to our clients, I did not expect that that would have the reaction that it did. Because here's the thing, we actually weren't offering Google search marketing services to most of our clients for probably 12 months plus leading up to that point. So for us as a business, it wasn't really changing anything. We were just putting a line in the sand now that any existing clients with those services, they would have to end up and go with a trusted partner or that we weren't taking anyone new on. Now, people got so upset. By that, because by me saying that we are focusing on social media and that is where I believe the future of digital marketing to be, I threatened their current way of life, their way of making money, or they may have a completely different experience where they haven't had success with social media and they've only had success with Google search, which they should try my methods with social media and then come and talk to me. But people got very upset by that. Not only did I get a lot of comments a lot of engagement, a lot of shares, a lot of saves. But I also had a lot of other accounts stitch me or tag me or whether they were making fun of me and saying, look at this dumb bitch. She's got no idea what she's talking about. Clearly I do. Clearly it's worked out for me. So I had those kind of videos being made. I also had other videos being made in support saying, Oh my God, I'm so glad someone's finally said this. I thought as an agency owner or as a brand, I had to do Google search marketing because it's just an institution and I had to do it. But this person has, me, has literally given them the permission to not have to do that and to solely focus on social media and content marketing. And this is what I want you guys to be working towards. You want people to love you or hate you. Alex Hormozy posted a video a while back, but it stuck with me where the road to success is paved with haters, well, he didn't actually say that, but something like that. It was he was told from a very early stage in his business by a trusted mentor that when you start growing and being successful, you are going to get haters along the way. And it's actually a sign of success. And because it was framed to him in that way from the very beginning, he actually loved the haters. And I'm really hoping that this episode does exactly that for you. It reframes what haters are and what they mean for your growth and what they mean for your progress so that when you do experience them, you are solid in yourself to know they're not my people. I don't really care. And fuck yeah, this is a good sign. This means that I'm getting a response out of people rather than making them just feel, me, nothing. An exercise we then developed out of this idea of haters make you famous. And in light of the conversation I had with my client earlier on in the week, we now internally have been starting to reverse engineer our content planning to optimize for the haters. This is definitely a different way of doing things. I haven't seen any other marketers talk about it in this way. Although I'm sure the big creators are already onto this and that is why they're big creators and they're just not telling us. In all the strategy work that we do, whether we are doing it for a client or whether I'm teaching you to do your own strategy in birdcage marketing school, or if we're working on it together as part of coaching services, We're always telling you to focus on your ideal customers. Niche down, get really specific about who you're serving. No, it's not females 25 to 65. It's more females who have experienced this issue and who feel strongly about this way and have this much money to spend and prioritize spending and it keeps going. Very specific. But now I actually want to start building into our strategies, the who we don't want to attract or the anti, the anti audience. Stay tuned. That's what I'm going to call it. The anti audience. And with the anti-audience, it's really articulating who are the people that we are directly going against and who do we actually want to incite a response out of. Yeah, we want to provoke them. Call it unethical. I don't think it's unethical if you are being genuine and you are doing it to make a point and you're not actually hurting anyone. You're just showing a different point of view. But an example that I want to give you is we clearly always we're against the whole bro marketer thing and it's not bro marketer in a sense of men male marketers it's bro marketing you could be male or female but it's this idea that it is hustle culture 24 7 i wake up at 3 a.m and fucking drink my protein shake and rah, <laughs> i only focus on numbers messaging sh- messaging who cares about content numbers ads blah, 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 all of those things we don't that's not who we are because we don't have to be like that. And an example, this got proven to me early on when we took over from a paid ads campaign from a bro marketer. This was when we started to get really serious with our paid ads a few years ago. We took over a campaign from a bro marketing team and we were a little bit imposter syndrome-y. Can we pull this off for this brand? I thought we could, but my team, you know, we needed to prove it to ourselves. And we pretty much did within the first month. We were able to double the results for the client with half the amount of ad spend simply by focusing on a message that resonated with the audience instead of just some generic ass ads. So we are very clearly in direct opposition to the bro marketers. And now my senior strategist who is creating her own content, I'm getting her to create content that fires those bro marketers up, that literally calls out their bad behavior and hopefully lands on their for you page so that they will comment back and have something to say on the matter because they clearly disagree with us and we want to get the conversation going that way. Now that works in two ways. First, it gets engagement, it gets people commenting, it gets people sharing, it gets people outraged on your post, but the people you're outraging are the people that were never going to buy from you in the first place, so totally fine. The second thing is that your audience that you do want to attract who is watching you, they see The hate comments from these bro marketers who they don't really resonate with. And it only further solidifies their trust or their like or their alignment with you. Because not only do they have you giving this point of view and saying, oh, yeah, I think I actually agree with what Caroline's saying, they are now also saying, and I definitely disagree with what that person is saying. So I'm definitely on Team Caroline as opposed to Team Marketing Bro. Do you see how this is starting to all work? We can use haters. not only increase our engagement, so from a tactics platforms level, but we use haters to better align with our ideal audiences. What I ask you to do, if you are somebody or a business who is trying to grow on social media and you are not getting anywhere, you are stuck in 200 views jail, or maybe you have been getting great results, but your results have plateaued, you're not getting anywhere further. I really encourage you to explore using this anti-audience style of coming up with content ideas and be brave enough to post it. Just film the video. Don't even worry about editing it too much and just post it and close your eyes and even hand your phone over to someone else. And if you do it, Feel free to message us at Birdcage Marketing in Instagram. Feel free to message us, and we will keep an eye on your comments, and we will battle it out for you in the comments, of course. And we will, if we believe in your cause, do it. And realize that nothing bad actually happens to you. Nothing bad will actually happen. If anything, you just get stronger and you get better at this. And you realize, oh, my video did really well. The other thing I want you to do is to start embracing the idea of haters and actually figure out. How is it that I can kind of get people that I don't want in my customer base or in my life? How can I actually turn them off my business so that they don't even want to get close to me so I don't have to deal with discovery calls from clients who are not aligned or have to deal with paying customers who are just going to return the item and cause all this drama for me? How can I make sure that I draw that line in the sand and really avoid my anti-audience to want to buy from me? So guys, in summary, haters aren't necessarily a bad thing. If anything, I think that they signify that you are on the right path and you are on the path to doing something remarkable rather than just playing it safe and regurgitating what's already out there. The key, simply, is to know how to differentiate between destructive criticism and constructive criticism, between hate comments and between conversation comments. And it's also just to get a thicker skin and you do that by proving to yourself that nothing bad will happen and that you are strong enough to deal with any type of comment that might come through. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Not So Kind Regards podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we would really appreciate if you left a review on whatever streaming platform you were using. It helps us to grow as a brand new podcast and to help many more business owners and content creators reach their goals, just like we hope this brought you one step closer to yours remember connect with us on tiktok at maddie birdcage and at birdcage marketing and the same handles on instagram again and if you really want to learn how to work with us make sure you head to our website and book a call we would love to speak with you.